Hello there. It's time for another 10-minute tiny tech talk, or tiny pep talk. This is Jacqueline Sanders Blackman of Technology Expresso, and these are our mini pods, our miniature podcast. So thank you for joining us. My topic today is going to be a little bit controversial because I may be one of the last people to defend waterfall. And that may seem odd because I'm actually an agile coach, an agile scrum master, and an agile instructor. And quite honestly, I'm an agile enthusiast. However, the reason why I want to defend waterfall is because sometimes it gets a bad rap. There are some things and some parameters that even if you did it under Agile, you would still end up with the same results. And let me just be very specific. One example is that if you had people on a waterfall project and they were constantly being pulled off, borrowed, having to answer support calls or help desk calls or tend to previous projects and their time was unpredictable, then it would have a negative impact on them being able to meet their commitments and their deadlines. That has nothing to do with waterfall in and of itself. Quite frankly, if team members are on an agile project and they're being borrowed or stolen or uh, distracted, then it would have a detrimental impact on the velocity of a sprint or the ability to deliver on the committed stories. So that's an example of, again, where waterfall gets blamed. Another one that a lot of people also misconstrue is that because in waterfall we think of this fixed schedule and this fixed budget, in and of itself, that's not necessarily a problem. And quite frankly, you still have to have a fixed schedule and a fixed budget budget with agile projects. No one's willing to write blank checks just because it's agile. Where I think waterfall is misunderstood is that many projects I've seen where people estimated an initial budget and establish a timeline during the business case development. This is very early on. And what happens is as we go through our scoping and discovery phase and then into our requirements and start to peel back and learn and reveal new details, no one was going back and reevaluating that impact on the schedule and the timeline. And in fact, in early projects and waterfall, that was always taught to us that the budget and the scope 
should be iteratively reviewed, revised, and updated. But that got lost in the translation. That's not the fault of Waterfall. That's just bad application and organizations ignoring this key piece of the process. There's no difference than a pattern that I start to see being carried over into Agile projects where people want to set dates and set some type of budget because no one wants to give anyone a blank check to do an Agile project and yet still having some concept that every requirement or work item that's put in the backlog in addition to the ongoing changes that you expect in an Agile project. Thinking that all of this can be done without any consideration for the time and the schedule. Just make it happen somehow. That's not realistic. When you're introducing changes in Agile, which we do want to embrace, each time you have to triage and prioritize that against other items in the backlog. So what does that mean? In essence, things are moving down. Things are moving off the priority list. Things are moving off the radar. And when all is said and done, and you've addressed the solution and the features, there will be some things intentionally left behind in your Agile backlog. That's the Agile way of descoping. So whether it's Waterfall or Agile, you cannot approach a project and not think that there has doesn't have to be some important conversations about prioritization and descoping. It got us in trouble with waterfall projects and it will get us in trouble on agile projects. That's just again another example of where it doesn't matter if it's waterfall or agile. You have to be realistic and whichever one you use there are some base guidelines that everyone has to understand all the way from the executive to product owners to the actual project team and the scrum masters should be the ones helping to facilitate this understanding and setting the expectations of what agile is and isn't and what makes it successful. Another one, very popular, very common, is not doing documentation. Now, there are pr plenty of waterfall projects that I've seen that have been misdocumented. Why? Because we were rushing, we were more focused on the building than the documentation. And when all was said and done, it wasn't maintainable. Now, the world with Agile, which people are taking every opportunity they can to say Agile means no documentation. 
let's be very clear about that. If you don't have documentation in Agile, just like if you don't have documentation in Waterfall, you don't have a maintainable product. And you're not being true to your non-functional requirements. So let's differentiate and let's be clear. There's certain things that Agile, I'm starting to see it getting blamed for, that it shouldn't be blamed for. Agile does not tell you that there is no documentation. You can look up the manifesto. Go ahead. I dare you. Nowhere does it say no documentation. It says that we don't want to rely on documentation. We want to focus more on communication. But at the end of the day, Agile is focused on the software development lifecycle. But that product has to live. And once it's operational, it has to be maintained. And even people need to know how it works. So outside of the lean development and requirements documentation, you still have to have system, user, stakeholder, whatever myriad of documentation you need in your operation and production environment. Now the question is, who does that? Is it someone on the scrum team? Or is certain information handed off to someone else to do the documentation? But at some point, there has to be and needs to be a work item that someone on the Agile team produces so that that can be turned into end user and even compliance documentation. Now, again, I pack a lot in 10 minutes, but this is really a conversation starter. Take this, talk to other members of your team, bring it up in the retrospect, and especially for those who are just now thinking about their transition. These are the type of things that need to be uncovered, discovered, and discussed so that the right expectations are set. There's certain dysfunctional things from your current environment, if that is waterfall, that need to be addressed before you find yourself in the Agile space. So, again, hopefully you've got something valuable out of this 10 minutes. Share it with your coworkers. Tell them about our 10-minute podcast and come back often. We'll be here every day with our 10-minute Tiny Tech Talks. Remember, listen, learn, leverage, and launch. Bye.